This is the SBFL Podcast. Welcome into episode 14 of the SBFL Podcast, a special edition coming out on Thanksgiving morning, which means we've pushed up recording a little bit. We are recording on a Tuesday night. Uh, before fab runs so we're not gonna have any fab updates obviously the trade deadline has already passed um but shane tell them what else we got on the, on the docket yeah shows are getting down to the playoff wire here uh so we'll recap last week we'll do a preview of this upcoming week as usual um and then we'll break down all those scenarios well probably not all of them because there's about a million of them uh but we'll break down casey's scenario efforts that he released to the league this morning um, and one of the teams right in the middle of it all, fifth place, six and five, uh, Newton is here to join us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. It's good to have you back. And um, definitely you are the benefactor of the matchup I want to start with from last week. And really, because it's Tuesday for us last night, um, somehow, some way, the Brokeback Cuddlers hold off the Pizza Rats and win 113 to 108, almost 109, um, and send the Pizza Rats to 6-5. and five. At Newton, obviously, this was a good result for you. For Shane and I, it really wasn't that good of a result. But uh, what, what are your thoughts, Newton? Yeah, obviously thrilled. This makes it a lot more easy to get into the playoffs. So I'm sure the fire are pretty appreciative of the Anthony luck. But here we are again. It strikes strikes once more. It knows no bounds. And, yeah, I was pulling pretty hard for Anthony there because if Anthony lost that game, I'd be all alone at the top and feeling pretty good about my bye week chances. Uh, but Brady just uh, couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done. 24 points, um, not enough. Uh, I guess the real issue, I mean, 12 points is no good, those two picks. But Gronk only putting up three and a half, um, kind of disappointing. Adrian Peterson, um, you know, with Swift banged up. Only putting 1.8, I think, is the real the dagger in that matchup. Yeah, it was um, Brady was really bad on Monday night, um, really bad. And then you go back to Juju Juju Smith Schuster. Um, he was bad in a complete route of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Could only catch the ball four times for 19 yards. So overall, the Rats a very disappointing 108. I think it might have been the worst score in the league. I'm not. I, Oh, no, no, Ira had the worst score in the league. Ira had the worst score. But it, 108 was definitely down near the bottom. Um, but, hey, the Cuddlers, they go to 8-3. and three. They hold down that first-round buy spot, which we'll talk about uh, when we had go to Casey's scenarios. Um, and the, the Pizza Rats dropped to 6-5. and five. Next matchup, uh, I guess we can, we can breeze real quick. Uh, the Campers win their fifth in a row, taking down the Texas Rattlesnakes on the road. 130 to 102 uh just a, a tough tough week for the rattlesnakes they had josh allen on a bye um and then kyler murray had his worst game of the season um still 20 points though that's saying something yeah it is saying something but he does drop the five and six which is now good for eighth place in the league uh shane uh yeah i mean not too afraid of that rattlesnake roster at this point 
Um, he's still got his quarterbacks, um, but you know that was probably Zeke's best game um, heading into the clubhouse here. Uh, his wide receivers kind of stink. He's got Scary Terry, but you know, other than that, Fulgham is back down to earth now that um, Wentz is playing as he does these days. Um, just kind of a beatdown was never really in question. Yeah, um, I was disappointed. I'm, you know, actually very nervous about Alvin Kamara going forward uh, with Taysom Hill at quarterback. For the first time in Alvin Kamara's career, he did not record a single reception which is frightening um, for a guy that doesn't really rush the ball all that much um, and was definitely relying on his point total coming from dump offs uh, from Drew Brees and being able to make guys miss in in the open space. So I am nervous about Kamara for sure. That was his worst game of the year. Yeah. 10 points. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. And and he, he scored a touchdown to, to get that 10 points. Like he was, uh, it was it was a rough game. Um, obviously, Mecole Hardman, I was kind of in a little tough spot. I was stuck between. I had Josh Reynolds in there originally, and then I was like, "Yeah, do I go AJ Green? Now nah, I go Hardman." You got me one catch, so we. <laughs> AJ Green had his first touchdown of the year, so yes, he he's did. still alive and kicking. He is. Um, let's go to. You want to take a trip to Shitland? Sure. Always. Poor Frank. Shitland wins 133-116. And congrats to Shitland Steamers, our SBFL Survivor champion. I think this is actually the second time he's won it. That that sounds right. So, yeah, congrats to Casey on that. Um, 133 is a pretty solid total considering Rex Burkhead is out for the year. Um, And Tua put up seven points and got benched. Um, So a pretty decent showing from the rest of his team. As for the seaman, um, questionable decision to put Jarvis Landry in. Um, I probably would have started Curtis Samuel and Melvin Gordon over him, Tim Patrick. I can go to 50-50 because um, those Broncos have been terrible, but so is Jarvis. Um, I think if he starts Curtis Samuel there, uh, he gets he within lo- a couple points. He, he still, still loses. loses. Yeah. So, yeah, he's probably going to lose no matter what. Stafford got his uh, busted up thumb. Um, Missing Galladay. Yeah. Well, he kind of stinks. It's all about Marvin Jones. Um, but, you know, Stafford with his busted up thumb looks terrible. So I think the semen are pretty much toast. Uh, yeah, I guess we will talk about the semen upcoming in our scenarios as well. Um, I just, it doesn't seem like anything Frank does this year has been correct. Uh, it's been one of those years he makes a move and it blows up in his face. Um, but hey. I think I, I think I remember bidding against him on Galladay too in the uh, in the auction. So I think it's just maybe everything he tries to touch just uh, turns to shit. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happened <laughs> this year. Uh, the Purple Cobras are two back-to-back King of the Hill uh, winner and a absolute thumping on Monday Night Football, one forty-two to one twelve over the Raccoons. Um, I, I'll start. Why does he keep starting Hollywood Brown? Stubborn. Living in the past. All right. I, I just – he's been clinging to Hollywood Brown all year, and Hollywood Brown is just not good. He's just not good. He can't get separation. He's he's not as fast as everyone thought he was apparently because he can't blow by these NFL corners like, he, like people thought he might be able to. He's just not very good, and yet Jon Snow continues to start the guy. 
I mean, even if he did start his bench player, it, it wouldn't have been close. So, I mean, throw that out there. You're right. Um, you're right, but that's not really my point. Feels good to end uh, someone's season, particularly Jon Snow. Um, so, suck it, Snow. Um, DK Metcalf, back down to earth, 12 points, um, a touchdown. He's not going to be performing the way he was earlier in the year. That's why I sold high on him. Um, Robert Woods is outperforming him since our trade. Um, Mike, make sure you, you take note of that next time you're you're writing up how bad that trade was. Robert Woods is averaging more points than DK Metcalf since our trades. Can we talk about Thursday night a little bit? Were you nervous after Thursday night football? I mean, he got uh, no. 17 from Lockett, 12 from Metcalf, and 13 from Edmonds, and you only got 20 from Russ. No, I mean, the 20 from Russ is a little bit low, but, you know, I'm never going to be mad at 20 points. Um, the Chase Edmonds, uh, that kind of sucked because he didn't deserve those 13 points. Um, and my point with that message I sent in the text on Thursday was he shouldn't have been in the flex, not that he should have been not starting. Um, but you don't put a Thursday night guy in your flex. You just, you know, put him in whatever position he's in. Um, but I actually thought the wide receivers underperformed. Um, for them to not hit, you know, just under 30 points, um, I'll take that. So, those, I mean, that's basically his whole team right now is those two wide receivers. So if they're getting less than 30 points, I feel all right about it. Next matchup, we'll go to yours, Newton. All right. Easy peasy. Never doubt. South Bend Swine take care of the Mexico City Hammers, 119 to 108. Uh, a game that was uh, finished after Sunday night football. Was there any Sunday night? Yeah. No, it was done. Uh, Carr was the last guy to go Sunday night. I think the Hammers did crack 110 for the first time uh, in, a, in a long time. So hats off to them for making this a lot more competitive than I thought it was going to be. Oh, he only scored 108. Well, they, he threw an interception, so it went oh, back down oh, to one so away. He, so just, he, <laughs> it's not quite there, you know. So but that's where we're he at. Finish the there, ha- but he was yep. there. Yeah, yep. that's where we're at with the Hammers fr- franchise now. It's now just well, you touched one ten and then you went backwards. Yeah. Um, so tough break. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Hammers have a lot of issues. We're going to talk about them too in the next segment. Um, but they've got a lot of issues. Um, last matchup. Down goes the number one seed, Gotham City. He was number one, right? At the time, yeah. Yeah, he was number one. Uh, he loses 128-121 to 121 to the Altamont Fire. He finally does get a nice game from Michael Thomas, but he drops the Altamont Fire, go to 6-5. and five. Probably not the result you were looking for, Noonan, right? No, I thought for sure the Baines were going to win this, but Burrow going down, I mean, if he gets, what, seven point what six six points seven point six points he'll win so yeah unfortunate but fire got tough game this week and then maybe not as tough of a game week 13 if i remember correctly yeah i i was um i'm impressed with the fire i gotta be honest i i he this is a guy who he had dak prescott he loses dak prescott and he is now he's fought his way into relevancy um to potentially sneak his way into the playoffs and that's how you got to do it in sbfl you just you roll with the punches you go out and and i mean he's he's been able to uh work some nice trades and get himself in seventh place i think he's on a tiebreaker less than two points behind the pizza rats right now for that last tiebreaker spot yeah he's spot Hitting his stride right when he needs to. So, 
Shane, do you have any comment on this one? Uh, no, just the Burrow thing. Uh, I think if Burrow stays healthy, the Baines do win it. Um, and that was, the Baines don't have a backup quarterback on their roster right now. Um, so as a team that's, you know, a virtual lock to make the playoffs with that record and point total, uh, it'd be interesting to see how he maneuvers around this. You know, do you just throw in Tony Brown in there or what? Um, because Gio Bernard has been starting for Nixon's out. See who he throws in that spot going forward. Um, and then, like you said, uh, the fire, kind of a, a, a sleeper team. Uh, not one that I'm excited to face this week. Yeah, he's um, he's kind of put together, like I said, a solid squad. And, and I'd be interested – it is Tuesday, so we'll see what, what Mike does tonight. And so why, by the time everyone's listening to this on Thursday morning, um, we will know if Mike put in a bid on Finley or I guess Nick Foles is out there. So there are – I mean, there's some shitty quarterbacks, but there are quarterbacks available. It's pretty if thin, one. speaking yeah. from experience. <laughs> <laughs> so we finished up the matchups there, and I want to – we got to jump into Casey's scenarios. And when he sent this out, it took me a little time to read it all. Um, I would assume that's the same for you guys. It's fair to say. Yeah. I started reading it and then, I mean, I skipped around a little bit and I just got confused. I I had to take a break as well. I wanted to to give it its due and, and take a look at each scenario, but it was, um, there's a lot going on, which is a good thing. I mean, we're talking about 12 teams and everybody has a scenario to do something, whether it's good or bad. And that's pretty cool with only two weeks to go and Thanksgiving weekend want to be being one of the most prominent, um, you know, football weekends on the calendar. Noonan, do you want to start at the top of his scenario list with the first round buys, or do you want to start at the bottom with sticker Ooh, bitch? Put me on the spot. Let's, let's go to the first round by we'll start with the, the cream of the crop, if you will. Okay, so he has technically seven teams that could get a first-round buy. Now, he is he's really only putting four teams in the mix, which is the Cobras, the Cuddlers, the Campers, and the Banes. So we won't talk too much about the long-shot buys, who are the Swine, the Rats, and the Fire, because we could talk about them just getting in the playoffs, which I think is probably the goal for those three teams rather than a first-round buy. But in the top four... The Cobras and the Cuddlers both control their own destiny. Two wins, they're in. Simple as that. They're in the first round by. The Campers, they need to win twice and have either the Cobras or the Cuddlers lose once. Same scenario for the Banes. And there's also a scenario where I could win one, have you guys lose two. So there's a lot going on there. But with that being said, Shane, who are your picks right now based on his scenarios to get the two first round buys? Um, it would have been really nice if Anthony lost last week um, so I could have that nice buffer. But I think it's going to be uh, the Cobras and the Campers um, with the bye weeks. I think that in the end, it may end up being a four-way tie. It may end up being a three-way tie um, with the Cuddlers, Campers, Cobras, um, and your points total will jump Anthony um, and jump me if we're tied. Um, but I think it's going to end up Cobras, Campers with the buys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I exactly the same thought. Um, it might come down to points like Shane's talking. Nothing else to add there. 
Yeah, I also have the Cobras and the Campers. Um, I will say with the Baines losing Joe Burrow, I'm really not scared of them anymore, and I was never scared of the Cuddlers. Uh, they're frauds, uh, complete, complete and utter frauds. Um, so we all are in consensus there uh, based on the scenarios. We think the Cobras and the Campers will get those first-round buys. So then we talk about and, – and I think we're all – also in consensus that those four teams are in the playoffs. I, I don't think any of us see a path where those four teams get eliminated. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. And I don't, uh, I'm not sure why Yahoo is not giving the Cobras and the Cuddles a little locked in asterisk um, because the swine and the rats, I think, is that true? Noonan play each other week 13. Yeah, uh, we do. Um, so uh, there's not, there's no way that that many, teams can jump us so the cobras and the cuddles are actually locked in and i think the campers and the veins are going to be locked in because they have more points than everyone trying to catch them anyways right right yeah i i think it's probably just an algorithm thing it just it wants the technical you know it probably says all right if there's two weeks left they got to be up by three games to get your asterisk they're not going into scenarios see that's the thing that's why sbfl is always a step ahead casey is doing more scenarios than yahoo um, and it's all manual. <laughs> it's all manual. <laughs> so we've got a, you know, our, our top tier, which is our top four. And then we've got a, a middle four here. Um, the swine, the rats, and the fire all sit at six and five. The rattlesnakes sit at five and six. Now, those are the four most likely players to squeeze into those last two playoff spots. And I don't want to discredit the guy because he did write all these scenarios, but he does consider the steamers as one of the teams that uh, is in the sixth place hunt. Let's take him out of it for a second. Of the four teams based on Casey's scenario, swine, rats, fire, rattlesnakes, Shane, who do you have as the fifth seed? I really don't know. I looked at so I don't think Ira I'm, I'm going to do both at the same time I don't think Ira is going to playoffs um those quarterbacks have carried him for a while I don't know that they're going to be able to get him all the way um into the playoffs um the other three teams are just so you know one week I'm like oh wow the swine it looked really good I don't want to play the swine the next week I'm thinking oh man rats they're getting healthy don't want to play the rats then I'm thinking well the fire got some young running backs someone could break out there um, you know, gun to my head, I think I'm going to have to take the rats and the fire. No offense, Noonan. Um, I think Dalvin's best games are behind him. Um, you do have the point advantage on them, which is a little scary. Um, but the fact that you play the head to head match, um, really will shake things up, I think. Um, so Shane, so Shane, you gave me both the five and the six seed. I did leave the door open for a later to talk about the six seed, but are you shutting the door in Casey's face? Oh, yeah. I appreciate all the scenarios. I know the reason is because there is a scenario that the steamers make it, uh, but I don't feel like reading that. That's like the longest paragraph on here. <laughs> Noonan, who's your five seed? Ooh, I like the fire right now, to be honest. Um I think if I had to choose, I might go with them, but I, it's either between me or the fire, I believe. I think it's both. Um, okay, here's I'm going off the page a little bit here. I think the Cuddlers are going to end up as the five seed. I know, 
Call me crazy. I think the Cutters are going to lose two. They're going to be eight and five. I do like the Swine to go two and zero to finish, and I like the Fire to go two and zero to finish, and both jump him. Um, so I actually have the Cutters as the five seed. I do have the Swine and the. Well, I guess that would make the Cutters the six then, right? Yeah, was, with point yes. total. So I do have the Swine and the Fire both getting in and jumping the Cutters because I just think the Cutters are going to trip over their own feet in these last two weeks, and then they're going to get bounced in the first round in this fraudulent season he's having can just go away and be over with. Um, so I'm also shutting the door in Casey's face. So you think the Banes are going to pass him also? Pass Anthony? Yes, I think Anthony's going to be the sixty. And actually, I I was already. But that means because you and you and the Banes play each other, so there's a guaranteed loss there. Or one of you, and you think you're both passing Anthony. That's bold. Well, who does who does Gotham City play this week? He plays Mexico City. He's got a bye week. Right. So he's going to get to eight and eight and four and then lose to me. So he's eight and five. That's good enough to pass Anthony with his point total. I'll be I so. oh, I guess if I have the swine two and zero, oh, that means I can't be two and zero. Oh. Yeah. So I have doesn't be, exist. No, it does. It does. I just need to hold on. I got to read Casey's thing. So if I yeah, let's call Casey up. Yeah. <laughs> if I lose to the swine and then beat the Banes, I also go to eight and eight and five, just like the Banes go to eight and five. Mexico City win, lost to the campers. And we all pass Anthony because Anthony's team sucks. I don't see it happening. Yeah, that's a little bit of a long shot. <laughs> okay. I do want to give the man uh, – I want to at least read how ridiculous the steamer's scenario is to get into the playoffs. It's not as bad as the raccoons, I guess. Got that going for him. Yeah, I, I, that's true. But I think the raccoons have accepted their fate. Feels like it at least. All right, steamers to get to the sixth place, they must beat the raccoons and the cuddlers. That will get them to six and seven. And they have to have the swine go 0 and 2. Within that, the steamers have to outscore the swine by 24 plus points. And the fire have to go 0 and 2. And the rattlesnakes have to go 1 and 1. Or the rats can go 0 and 2, the fire can go 0 and 2, and the rattlesnakes go 1 and 1. And then there's some point tiebreakers involved there. So did you catch all that? I mean, when I you did, say it like you know, that, those, not too bad. It's not that that. And when when you say it like that, and I click on the matchups, and the swine need to go zero and two, and they're playing the campers and the rats. Yep. That could be two losses. And you said the fire, the fire playing me, and then the raccoons. That's not out of the question. And then I were going one and one is obviously not out of the question. I mean. It's not that bad. I think the points is going to be the issue. So he has – he put his projections in. He's got Cobra's overall one seed because he has you winning your last two. So he has you getting a 10 and three. He also has well, the camp – he's got the points. What's Sorry. that? So actually he's got the points. You know, this is not that – It's not too far question. off. Yep. Casey, I'm glad you wrote these because Shane just had – I could actually see the light bulb pop up over his over his head as I'm reading some of these when scenarios. The, yeah, when you look at the matchups, those those playoff – you know, those six and five teams have tough schedules on the way in here. Because the Rattlesnakes would have to lose to the Fire. Well, no. The Rattlesnakes would have to win against the Fire and then would have to lose their next week game. Who no, the, the, Rattlesnakes Rattlesnake, the Rattlesnakes play the Rats. Yeah, so they would have to lose that one. They'd have to beat the fire week twelve. No, nope. lose nope, against. You're confused. No, yeah, you got. Hold I? on, 
Yeah, you got your your matchups are all wrong. You got so, your snakes mixed up. <laughs> I hate when, I hate when my <laughs> hate snakes when get happens. crossed. <laughs> so no, he so needs the, the rattlesnakes to beat the rats, and then lose to the semen. That's his best shot. Yes, and that's what he has. That's what he's projecting, which is weird. You know, not not biased projections at all, but that's what case he's projecting. And then he needs me to beat the fire, and then snow to beat the fire. And then yes. you would have to beat the rats. You as in Noonan? Noonan. Okay. Yes, he needs you, Noonan. He needs you in. Casey's rooting for you. Casey has, has written off that he's not going to catch the swine. So he needs you to beat the rats in week 17. It really Our matchup this week doesn't really affect him too much um, as far as his scenario because he obviously can't catch me. And he's he's putting you in based on what he feels is the most likely path to a six and seven steamers team getting the six seed. So this matchup for us this week doesn't matter, but he really needs you to beat the pizza rats in week thirteen. Hopefully we can make that happen for him. I think and that could change if he needs whoever loses to lose again. Right? Isn't it one of those two? But he loses the tiebreaker to Noonan. But not by much. Right. Yeah, by twenty four points. Twenty four. He's alive. That's. I mean, he's alive. Yep, and he's you know, there. with looking at this in depth, because I didn't look that hard earlier today, um, it makes that's me a, think that's Ira a slap is a lot in more face. in play. That's a slap in the face to a guy who wrote two pages worth of notes um, to say that you didn't look that in depth when he put it right there in front of your face. Listen, I opened it. I grazed it. I got confused. I gave him a shout out. I thought it was well done. But um, as the first uh, line is the cobras. Uh, and I don't appear anywhere else on the sheet until the very end. Um, so I looked, I read his scenario. I read Snow's because it was so wild. Um, but no, I, I didn't read every single line of it. Sorry, Casey. But I do still think it's a job well done. I like how one of Snow's scenarios is he needs the fire or this fire and the swine to both go 0-2. And, and he's got to outscore them by 176. <laughs> Easy peasy. Taylor's bound to blow up one of these games. That's right. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is going to have a 50 and Marquise Brown's going to have a 50 both in week 14 when he's sitting on his thumb. Um, then he so, only needs to catch up. Uh, oh, week 14. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about the sticker bitch race. Cause it, he, he did put the raccoons in the sticker bitch race, but as unlikely as it is for the raccoons to get to six, it's equally as likely for the raccoons to get to 12, um, which kind of stinks for, for the raccoons. I mean, Fuck snow, I don't really care. Um, sucks to be you. But he's the only guy in the league that's that playing out the string. Um, not really playing for much. This is a two-horse race. Hammers, semen. If the hammers go two and oh, it's over. The hammers are not going oh and two uh, two and oh. I promise you. No, that. The hammers just need to go one and one, and it's over. Uh well, Frank Frank could go two and oh. And then I mean, catch up sixty points. 60 points is, is not that much. I guess if, if KJ wins for a game, Frank, yeah, he's probably 60. It is. What's that? So for Frank's team, it is. I mean, he, he had a decent week last week in a yeah, low-scoring battle. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I wrote power rankings earlier in the year. I forget what week, week five, maybe, week six. And I gave percentages of chances to be sticker bitch. So if I were to rewrite those, I would only have two teams on there the hammers and the semen. But I'm asking you guys, what percent do you think 
ends up Portsmouth is Frankie two times. And what percent do you think it is that Mexico City ends up Kenny two times? I'll go 60-40 Seaman Hammers. I feel that's, like they, that's close. Yeah. I feel like well, the thing is is they the Seamen are playing who? They're playing against the, the, the Cuddlers this week. So that could be a win, right? <laughs> they could beat the Cuddlers. I've talked yeah. about how fraudulent the Cuddlers, right. the Cuddlers are. Hammers are playing uh, the Bane. So that's not an easy matchup. Granted, they don't have Burrow. And then you, if you look at week 13, Hammers are playing uh, the Cobras. Those are, those are pretty two tough, you know, two tough matchups. Week 13, Frank's playing the Rattlesnakes. I'd rather be playing the Snakes than the Cobras personally that week. So on a matchup basis, I mean, maybe the Seamen have a less of a shot, but the record kind of holds them back. They got to, they got to gain at least what one win. They have to win a game. One win, yeah, they, yep. yeah, one yeah. win in sixty points. Yep. Uh, my, I, Newton convinced me to drop my percentage a little bit, but I'd say it's eighty-five percent semen are the Frankie two times, um, and just a fifteen percent chance that it's Kenny two, two and a half times. Two and <laughs> two and a half times. R.I.P. Drew. Um, so. Uh, oh yeah, can beat that out. Sorry, uh, it's about what yeah, fifteen minutes into recording weeks. too. Um, <laughs> this is three weeks in a row, I think, or oh, three no. three shows in a row. Um, Mexico City, I give a twenty percent chance. Uh, the Seamen, I give an eighty percent chance. But I th- I think the chance is more that uh, the Frank just doesn't win a game um, because I don't think Mexico City's winning a game. Mexico City is going to finish this year three and ten. Mexico City has to hold on to his nuts that the Portsmouth Seamen don't blow up one game because it. Here's what's happened: Mexico City is going to score maybe a hundred to one hundred and ten points the next two weeks. The Portsmouth Seamen roster is actually kind of okay, and if he can find one week where he just drops burgers all over the field and throws a one forty or one fifty spot up. Holy smokes, how fun would week 13 be? <laughs> it would be incredible. <laughs> I mean, I think the issue is I think this was his week. Um, you know, 116, he had a lot of points on the bench. He probably would have lost anyway, even if, you know, he started. Who I, I would have started. I think I would have lost with this team anyway. But I, I think this was his best shot to win. Um, you know, Casey just got real lucky with the scheduling as he's been um, and got the win. Um. I guess we'll talk about Frank's matchup when we get to our matchup previews, but he does, he, he, man, he's got some good matchups this week. Um, and, and the cuddlers don't. So we'll, we'll talk about that later though. Um, do you have anything else to say about Casey's scenarios? Does seem like the hammers are getting a little nervous. They're kind of laying a little bit of a foundation, uh, in the chat, you know, the, what was the, the, the asterisk next to one of their, their, uh, sticker bitches. He was saying like that wasn't a real one. So to prevent him from being seen as a two-time sticker bitch. Yeah, he's calling them flukes. Um, oh, yes, he, yes. He says if he's sticker bitch this year, it would just be another fluke. Mm-hmm. Um, I Personally, um, I don't think three out of six years putting up stickers would be fluky. Um, that seems like a 50% of the time, mathematically speaking. Chris can verify that. Verified. Um, 
verified. So my math is correct. Uh, that doesn't sound like a fluke to me. I think he just uh, isn't very good at the game. Yeah, he's he's when he gets in his own head. Here's here's the problem. There's there's teams that are good when they play ahead, and they're bad when they play behind. And Snow is one of those people where when Snow's got a lead, he's very good at, at just keeping his lead. He's done it in the past to us. The reverse, though, for Snow is when he starts to get behind, he clings to guys like Marquise Brown and Jonathan Taylor. Now, I, I commend him for being able to let loose of Lamar Jackson when he did, but he just holds on to his guys too long, and, and that's, that's his demise. KJ is very, very similar to that but to more of an extreme. Um, I guess he's similar but opposite. When KJ's ahead, he knows how to just stay the course. He did it last year. And he, I think he did it the year before that, right? Or two years before that. He's had good teams. He traded Lamar and Christian McCaffrey away? This was last year? Yeah. He traded Christian McCaffrey away last year? Yes. Well, then I take it Didn't all he? back. I, I don't I don't remember him doing that. I don't think he – I mean, maybe he did. Um, we'll have to verify uh, that. But I I guess my, the opposite oh, – no, no, he kept McCaffrey. Okay. Yeah, he had a good team all year. Um, and, and he did make some trades, and I know Mike points at that trade in week seven that cost him a championship. I'm never going to say a trade in week seven costs you a championship. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to say that. <laughs> it, there's so much that happens in, in pro football and SBFL with trading and ad drops. Week seven, come on. It's half a season. But – when KJ gets behind, he's the, the polar opposite of Snow. He just panics, and he just starts trading everybody. And he he literally he gets tunnel vision to say, I have to win. It's week nine. I have to win. And so he plans just for week nine. He doesn't even – he's like, don't care about weeks 10, 11, 12, or 13. I got to win week nine. And it poof, blows up in his face. And he's like, I got to win week 10. But then he starts running out of good pieces to trade. And – this is what's happened now three out of six years. So fluke, you want to call it a fluke, KJ Luck, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. He's not going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, sorry, well, I got I got a little rant. <laughs> okay, there. That, that was a rant. Uh, not necessarily inaccurate. There, there is some panic uh, south of the border. Uh, well, we don't have any fab because it's Tuesday and fab hasn't run. Um, and the trades have been – Past the trade deadline. So you want to jump into some uh, some previews for this week? Yeah, let's talk about that. Well, let's week start 12. in week what... 11. I don't know what week we're in. We're in... We're on a week 12. Week, week 12, 12, man. It sucks. Crazy. It goes too fast, doesn't it? Um, Let's start with probably the most meaningless matchup of the week. No disrespect to the Steamers and their beautiful scenario sheet. Um, but we have the Raccoons who are playing for absolutely nothing, um, playing the Shitland Steamers, who they do still have a path. We've we've highlighted that, but it's a miracle path. Um, Noonan, who do you like in this matchup and why? Ooh, definitely the Steamers. Uh, I just feel like all their guys are basically better than, than the Raccoons. I mean, I haven't looked at it too closely, so maybe Shane can jump in here. But obviously, Taysom Hill, uh, new starter for New Orleans. So I, I definitely envy... <laughs> that ad um so yeah i mean the the steamers are just reliable for putting up at least 130 points points a week i mean you see them winning uh survivor so 
Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think he is better basically across the board. Uh, better quarterbacks, better receivers, better running back, better tight end. Um, you know, defense, who cares? But, but uh, I think the steamers will win. What's interesting is based on his scenarios, it's likely that one of these two teams will technically be alive in the final week of the season. Granted, they'll need like four things and 100 points to swing their way. Um, but it would be interesting to see who wins this and is technically alive for the for the last week. Uh, yeah, there's nothing more to add than what you guys said. This is going to be a steamer's route. Every piece of his team is just better. Um, and Hungry Dog runs faster. And the steamers truly believe they are getting the sixth seed. And, and sometimes that belief and that magic in the locker room can propel you. Uh, whereas the Kentucky raccoons, they've they're, they're done. They're, they have mentally checked out of 2020. He has probably already started to prepare for his draft in 2021. Next matchup he ran away to a different state. Yeah, that's true. Uh, next matchup. Let's go. Let's go to hmm. rattlesnakes rats. This is a big one in the playoff push. The six and five holding on to the six seed pizza rats take on the five and six rattlesnakes and probably with a win uh, for the rats will end the rattlesnake season. Um, Noonan. Yeah. I like the snakes here. Um, I just think, you know, poor performance from Brady last this weekend. I mean, that probably won't continue, but there, there wasn't much to see there. Uh, I just kind of like the matchups better for the snakes and I just hope hoping for a snakes victory personally. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. That's actually what I was going to say also is the matchups just seem like they're pretty tough. You know, Brady's playing KC, Juju's playing Baltimore, Tyreek Hill's playing Tampa, uh, James Robinson's playing Cleveland, Aaron Jones, Chicago. Just tough matchups, basically up and down for the Rats. And then you look at the other side, Terry McLaurin's going to rip up Dallas. Kyler's going to rip up the Patriots. Um, I'll take the rat, the, the Rattlesnakes in this one over the Rats. Yeah, this one actually has a lot of um... – Today, I, when you guys listen to this on Thursday morning, uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, 4.30 game against Dallas. Ezekiel Elliott, the 4.30 game against Washington uh, for the Rattlesnakes. And then the Rats on Thanksgiving have Juju, Smith-Schuster, and Adrian Peterson. I would – Adrian Peterson probably might – will not be in his starting lineup when we get to Thursday. But I am picking the Rattlesnakes in this one. Um, I, I agree with everything you guys said. Again, the matchups are just better for the rattlesnakes. It's going to make things really interesting because if Casey were to win, like we all believe, and then the rattlesnakes win, like we all believe each of Casey's scenarios is starting to come true in our picks. We'll see if the next one, um, comes to fruition as we let's go to, Hmm. We might as well keep with the trend and go Cobra's fire. Noonan. All right. This one's close. It's kind of tough. I, I feel like it's going to be a coin flip, to be honest. Um, I, I have a slight lean to the fire winning this, though. Uh, I like their quarterbacks more. Um, obviously, Russell Wilson on the Cobras. That's, a, you know, but the combination of the quarterbacks on the fire, I feel like is better. Uh, I like the receivers on the fire. Um, you know, not to say the Cobras don't have good receivers, but I like the fires a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's going to be close. Uh, 
flipping a coin comes back fire. We'll see what Shane has to say. No, oh, I'm going to go first because he's, we'll got, he's got steam coming out of his ears because you, <laughs> you knocked on uh, Russ Cook in there. Um, I'm taking the Cobras in this one as much as I want the fire to win because a Cobra's loss and a camper's win will jump me up into a first-round buy spot. I do think the Cobras take care of business. Um, they don't have anybody right now in the starting lineup playing on Thanksgiving Day, and both the fire running backs have a Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, Duke Johnson and DeAndre Swift. He's also still got Alex Smith in his super flex. Um, I don't know if that's going to continue. I, I, I'm not looking at his bench and, or anything like that. And he's got the Steeler defense, so a lot of fire on thanksgiving day uh but i just don't think he's got the the team to hang with the cobras this week and i like the purple cobras to win so let's back up here you we can all agree that daniel jones is a better fantasy quarterback than alex smith it's just fact um he puts up more points weekend so what you're telling me is justin herbert is better than russell wilson wasn't he better last week I mean, yeah. Confirmed. Week, Russell Wilson is. <laughs> I mean, this is. But yes, this overall. One yes. of the more asinine statements on the podcast. Um, <laughs> hey, that's one Bash for. Russell Wilson. Poor commentary. He's leading us to the current number one seed. Um, to bash, bash my man, Russ. is It's just rude um, to do on the podcast. Um, I actually don't feel great about this week. Um, I won't pick against myself. Um, I'll just pass on the game. Um, I don't feel great about my matchups. Um, still waiting on Christian McCaffrey to get back. Austin Eckler might be back soon. Um, and I thought I had JK Dobbins now, but he's got coronavirus. So I'm not really sure what I'm doing at running back. Um, so I'm not real confident. If I had one of those three guys, I'd feel, feel a little bit better. Well, we're split there. We have one fire pick, one Cobra's pick and one no pick. So, uh, Casey, that doesn't help your scenarios. Um, that's right. We nailed it, guys. We nailed it. Somebody's going to be right. Um, let's go to now Gotham City, Mexico City. They have played before this year. Um, who wins this one, Noonan? Baines. It's going to be close. No Barrow is definitely going to hurt Baines, but, I mean, they'll figure out a way to win, I think. Mexico City just doesn't have the, the boom potential. I think that they'll need to to get the victory here. It'll maybe be a little bit more closer than we expect, but uh, I think the Baines are just the better team. That's what I was going to say. Closer than the experts think. Um, I think it will come down to Monday night, Miles Sanders versus Carson Wentz. Um, we'll see what that Seattle defense has got. It's coming around a little bit, and that offensive line is getting worse and worse. Um, but it does kind of affect those two somewhat equally. Um but I think that uh, um, the Hammers got to figure out what to do at wide receiver. Um, Myers, Higgins, Davis, Mike, and Grant are in the lineup right now. Um, that's not very good when you're playing Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, um, probably Antonio Brown, I would guess. Uh, that's going to be a hurdle to overcome. So he is going to need Carson Wentz and Derek Carr to have big games, but I, I think they might. Gotham City only has Mark Andrews and the Baltimore defense playing on Thanksgiving. There's no hammers on Thanksgiving. So uh, Mike will jump out to an early lead, and I don't think he relinquishes that lead. I do like Gotham City to beat up Mexico City. Um, part of this is just kind of me hoping for some sticker bitch drama in week 13. But nonetheless, I'm taking the Baines. 
Uh, how many more matchups we got, guys? One or two? I think it's just ours, right? Oh, no, we, uh, did we talk about the oh, Portsmouth yes, Seamen? Oh, yes, we haven't talked about Frank. Yep. <laughs> Let me start with this one. Let me start with this one. So Frank's got a lot going on. on th- this is this is a, the, probably our heaviest Thanksgiving Day matchup. Um, Anthony has Roethlisberger, Claypool, Fuller, Connor, Logan Thomas, CeeDee Lamb, Jesus. and the Washington defense playing on Thanksgiving. Uh, if you guys were counting tally marks – that was 60% of his team. He's got more than half his roster. And then on the flip side, if you look at Portsmouth, he's got Andy Dalton, Amari Cooper, Antonio Gibson. Nine out of the 20 total players are in this matchup are playing on Thanksgiving. So we are going to have a very, very good idea going into Sunday where this one stands. And I am taking the Portsmouth Seaman. Again, it's just a hope that this is the 150-point week and he just tightens everything up in the sticker bitch race. And week 13 is just an epic, epic battle uh, for the 12th spot. But I am going to take the Portsmouth Seaman to upset the fraudulent cuddlers. Um, but I'm going to put my feet up, probably crack open a few Bud Lights, and, and certainly enjoy watching this one on Thursday. Yeah, I actually am going to pick the Seaman also. Um, you know, that Roethlisberger Baltimore matchup will be interesting to watch. Um, but hoping that Amara Cooper catches a couple bombs um, from the Red Rifle on Thursday afternoon during dinner. Um, that would be just lovely to see. I want to see Frankie get the win. Yeah, I'm also going Seaman here. I think they, they have some boom potential. I mean, you look at Curtis Samuel. He's He's been playing pretty well. Uh, so, yeah, also hoping for a Frank victory here and, and tightening up that sticker bitch race. Man, it would be great. It would be so great. And our last matchup, we'll finish off the podcast with this today. Um, a big one. A big one in South Bend, Indiana. The campers traveling south again, taking on the swine. The first matchup didn't go so well, I remember – getting really intoxicated and passing out and then waking up and making an I am fine video uh, during the, uh, the late hours of week one. This is a revenge spot for the campers. I, I, my team's just so much better than South Bend. Um, I am taking the campers. Noonan. Yeah. I am looking at the swine roster right now. It's, it's, a shell of what it used to be, at least this week. Galladay, I just got the news. He's he's questionable. He's most likely not playing Thursday on the short week. I got Anderson, Shark, and Samuel in. It It's not looking too good. Um, got Luton in there, too. So who knows if, if he'll actually be starting. I think he might be. Hopefully he starts next week so the Rats don't have a quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, not – conceding but it's not looking good for the swine i'll be picking the campers i mean you're looking at the projection right now campers are projected to score 155 i don't think i've ever seen anything past 145 this season so we'll see how it goes yeah i I think one guy that would really help the swine i don't i don't know the exact guy but someone like uh kirk cousins or you know just some average quarterback that he could put put in the lineup um instead of you know a crappy wide receivers is probably going to be the difference here. Um, so maybe looking back, if there was an opportunity to snag someone like a Kirk cousins, I think the swine should have made that move. Um, Debo, I don't anticipate uh, performing that well. Um, I would probably move Christian Kirk up into the wide receiver spot um, and, and pray that 
you know, Ahmed does something for the Dolphins. Um, but I wouldn't start the old Debo yet. That's all I'll say. But I'll pick the campers in a route. I, I'm rooting for the swine, but I'll take the campers. See, it's interesting about Kirk because when you said I traded him, that was bad. But when the rats got him, it was an iffy acquisition. So I'm kind of curious about is he good? Should I play him? What What would you do in this situation? Because now I guess I should have him. It's it's just really confusing for for someone that used to have a guy named Kirk, but has a different Kirk now. Um, well, that was a bad trade from the get go. Okay. Um, I got Christian confused. Kirk I is... got confused with you calling every single player in that deal Kirk. Uh, I don't even know what guy point. we're talking about anymore. <laughs> I, I don't know what was more confusing. Uh, Flip flopping. Yes, there was some flip-flopping in the last podcast. Ah, listen to the tape, not for me. <laughs> I flip-flop all the time, but mostly just because I can't remember what I said um, earlier in the podcast and earlier weeks. But this is uh, confusing to me. Um, are you benching Tyler Boyd? I don't know yet. We'll see. No Burrow. I mean, you saw how Finley played. It, it wasn't good. But Boyd's I actually, probably – I actually didn't. Um, once Burrow went out, I, I – Took that game off one of my TVs and did not go back to it. I think he completed less than half his passes or something like that. Um, but yeah, Boyd was, I guess he's probably my best receiver. That that says something about the Swine receiving core, but we'll, we'll see. It'll be a game time decision on Boyd. Interesting. Yeah, I don't hate the benching, but it just depends who you – I wouldn't bench him for Debo. I might bench him for her. I'm yeah, we might be acquiring Let's someone tonight. Happens. We'll see. Oh, that is true. I did. It is. It is sort of remember it, it, It's hard to remember <laughs> that Fab runs tonight. Um, we usually record this obviously after Fab, but um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody listening to the podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to Noonan. Happy Thanksgiving to Shane. Um, it, it was kind of a, a shorter podcast this week. We wanted to get it squeezed in on on Tuesday night so we can get it out to everybody. On Thursday morning, um, happy, safe Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, gentlemen? Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Happy Thanksgiving. Shout out, uh, Veronica. Shout out, Matt in Iowa and the rest of you guys in Iowa. Because I know we have many fans out there. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. Do we not shout out Snow's mom anymore? Uh, I don't think she's a listener anymore. Our count dipped by one person. I think it's her. Gotcha. Bye, everybody.